0: Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, I'm Orlando Eastwood, director of On the Road, The Search for Bigfoot, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. are listening to Aaron's Horror Show and I'm your host Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or... Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show and I'm your host Aaron Frail. Alright, I got uh, a movie, well, a TV series review for you today. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, I usually do genre fiction on, you know, the show, I usually like talking about, uh, genre fiction because, well, that's what I write. (laughs) You know, I write science science fiction. apparently I can't talk today. So I usually write science fiction, fantasy, uh, you know, uh, humor, you know, just something that is (laughs) not kind of your regular old, uh, uh, fiction, but uh, today I actually want to talk about Better Call Saul. Yes, that is the Breaking Bad spinoff. So uh, Breaking Bad is, of course, is a very uh, a good series and also a, a series that I literally know almost all the locations in that series because I grew up in Albuquerque. Uh, and in fact, there was a couple of locations that were very personal to me, like... uh you know if if you ever saw breaking bad uh season 2 uh where where Jesse uh Pinkman was living across from this one girl uh you know and they were like doing heroin together uh <laughs> that uh, apartment complex that they lived in i i used to live literally in that apartment complex and i do say complex it looks like it's like a duplex only two apartments side by side but that was just the way they Staged the cameras it was actually an entire apartment complex that actually had several buildings and that was just kind of the tip of it but it would go back you know and i i lived in sort of a studio that was kind of on the other side of that apartment complex but i knew that was very well like i drove by him every day and i was just like as soon as i saw that i was like I, yeah, I used to live there and then uh you know that that car wash uh that uh you know was in the series a lot like that literally was by a, a house where you know my wife and I bought our first house together and it was very near that car wash <laughs> in fact uh like <laughs> we're talking you know the the major crossroads uh that my house were near were the major crossroads that that car wash was on that's how close it was <laughs> uh so yeah uh very close to where where I lived and then Of course, you know, we did Breaking Bad tours where you wander around Albuquerque and go look at things, but I'm not here to talk about Breaking Bad. I'm here to talk about Better Call Saul today. So if you don't want to be spoiled on the series, go watch it. It's done, so you can watch the entire thing now. I'll wait (laughs) Uh, and have a drink of my soda. Mm -hmm. We're here. Very nice. All right, you watched it. Okay, so uh, you you you've seen Better Call Saul. That was really quick. I didn't wait very long, and somehow you want. Oh, wait, you could pause. I get it. You can pause this podcast and go watch it. Okay, so I'm going to make a big bold statement here. I liked Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad. Yes, I know I said it. Breaking Bad is this show that for some reason people love. Uh and, and I understand why it is good, but it it wasn't honestly my favorite show ever. In fact, I don't know if I would have watched it if it wasn't filmed in Albuquerque. Like literally the draw for me was it being in Albuquerque and, you know, I come from the kind of theater and, and film world in Albuquerque, and so I actually kind of knew some of the people that were not major roles in it, but I knew some of the people that were in Breaking Bad and various scenes here and there, sometimes as extras, sometimes as speaking parts. But yeah, it was like, you know, you'd watch the show and be like, yeah, I'm that person. <laughs> like I've actually had conversations with that person, you know? Uh, so yeah, so yeah, that was a part of the draw of that. But, you know, uh, anyways, back to Better Call Saul, I enjoyed that one way more. In fact, uh, uh, one of my friends, uh her husband is the lawyer guy on uh, uh on on uh better call saul not not saul but when uh saul uh you know uh goes to the you know in the beginning he's a public defender and he has this district attorney that's kind of his rival well that rival is is actually one of my my friend's spouse and it's so funny to think that because like you know i know her and i i don't i've never met him. Uh before, because you know, like when you're in the theater world, you kind of hang out with people at some sort of limited time in your life, and then they go off and do separate things and meet new people and you know have their their lives uh but you know i I knew that because I saw posts of her on on Facebook, I believe and and then I was like, oh my God, she's married to him, and then he actually had their wedding ring in in one of the scenes so it's it's kind of funny, uh but anyways, yeah, that's my I guess connection to Better Call Saul, uh, you know, and of course the locations. Once again, like the apartment complex that uh, Saul Goodman lives in in the series. I had a friend that lived in that apartment complex, <laughs> so like literally, I've been to that apartment. I'm like, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that apartment complex. I know that place very well. Uh, <laughs> so at least the exterior, you know. Sometimes. In in TV series, they they have an exterior that's different from the interior. Like like the exterior is a, a real place, but once they walk inside, that is probably a studio, <laughs> right? They probably just did a studio. The the funny thing is, sometimes when they do the studio version, they actually make it look like the real version. So the interior of Walter White's house, from what I heard is actually the same interior of the real house. They just rebuilt it inside a studio. And I imagine the apartment of Better Call Saul is the same thing. Uh, So anyways, uh, yeah, so sorry. Uh, Kidding on the weird nostalgia of that series for me, having grown up in Albuquerque. Uh, But yeah, the reason I like Better Call Saul better is because I like uh, Saul Goodman as a character. Bob Odenkirk probably is just so... He's just so good at what he does. And you really feel for him. You're rooting for him. You want him to win in the end. Uh, you know, even in the bitter end, like you're kind of like you're you're cheering him on. And then finally, when he makes his final decision at the end of the series, you even like, yeah, yeah, I totally respect you for making that decision. Like, uh, see what what turned me off of Breaking Bad was like Walter White just ultimately is watching the downfall of a human being, right? He goes from having fairly decent motives, probably not being an all totally bad character to kind of being a bad guy, right? So you see someone kind of transition into the darkness that humanity can turn into. And I don't know why, but for me, when I'm watching fiction, (laughs) I want to see not darkness win (laughs) you know I want to see someone uh you know that you want to win actually win even if they have a lot of crap they go through to get there or even if it's not totally a win which is what ultimately better call Saul ends up being but it is a win that he does the right thing at the end he does you know uh the thing that the love of his life approves of and and they become stronger for it which is i think kind of cool even though it's not what one might consider a win it's a it's a very nice complex ending whereas like you know i don't know breaking bad it just sort of ended macbeth style where you know murderous rampage uh (laughs) you know what i mean which i don't know i'm not as i'm i you know for me I guess as a writer, even as a, as a reader and as a person who watches uh, stuff, I like to see stuff where, uh, you know, maybe you have someone who is bad turning good, or maybe someone who is good that goes bad, but then realizes (laughs) that they're in or they're over their head or makes the right decision anyways, even if they get corrupted for a while, you know, like, I don't know. I I like, you know, I, I kind of like it. Things that end with hope rather than no hope. I think that's really what it is. Because, you know, good, bad, that's all very subjective, right? So what one considers good, uh, someone else might consider bad, right? Uh, You know, it it goes back to, uh, like, even the worst humans alive still think that they're doing good by their standards of good, right? So if you go to, like, you know, uh, North Korea and you talk to all the leaders there, they're probably thinking they're doing a really good job. And they probably think that they're really good for their country and all this other. Like they probably have no doubts in their mind that things would be worse off without them. Uh, you know, they think even though objectively, uh, from the outside looking in, it probably would be better without them, right? You know, it'd probably, you know, be a better society if if the regime came to an end. Uh, but they just can't see it when you're when you're on the inside, right? So good and bad—it's a very subjective thing, right? What, what is one person's good is another person's bad. What's another person's good is another person's bad. It's very subjective. History is, of course, written by the people who win <laughs> the wars, right? And so that's another thing that makes good guys versus bad guys. But you know, so I use good and bad loosely, but when I when I say good and bad, I mean uh, hopeful for a better future versus not hopeful for a better future. So like when I watch and write and and enjoy stuff, I enjoy stuff that has this certain amount of hope for a better future. So ultimately why I like Better Call Saul is at the end of Better Call Saul, even though it's probably the lowest point he could get to, there's still hope for a better future because there's hope that he's going to reconnect to the person who is his, you know, one who is his, uh, love of his life, right? There's that, oh yeah, there's something going, you know what I mean? Whereas in Breaking Bad, it's, he lost everything and then he murders a bunch of people. You know, it's like, there's no hope. I don't know. It's just not as like things that just end with no hope. Don't excite me all that much. It just makes me go, "Uh." (laughs) you know? And so, I don't know. I think, and, and I think it's because I'm, naturally hopeful person for a better future. And I know if you, you know, you really do think about the future, there's a lot of things not to be hopeful about. I know I'm fully aware (laughs) that any person with some decent critical thinking skills, uh, (laughs) think about the future. Ooh, I don't know about that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of smart people that say, you know, yeah, humans could become extinct if we don't get our crap together in the next couple years or, you know, in the next 200 years. I think it is the time I forget exactly what it is. So there is that. But, you know, I have hope for us, right? I mean, what else can I have but hope, right? It's either that or just resigned to the fact that humanity is going to go extinct. I mean, but yeah, why why live your life like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not... That's not how I choose to live, right? I choose to think, yeah, there is something we can do, so I make sure that at least I try and do it, vote for the people who I think are gonna do it, you know, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. Uh but uh <laughs> you know, I I do have hope for the future, and I think that's that's where like that's where I like it. That's where cause that's you know, that's where I could kind of get behind Saul as a character. So in better call Saul, he always kinda has his hope for a better future. Like he sticks to what he does, despite the fact that he actually chooses the more challenging path more often than not in the series, because he thinks it's going to be better for him doing it. And, and yes, sometimes in the series, he's motivated by petty revenge. You know, like there's a a lawyer character who he has like a whole uh, thing with and it, it, you know, kind of a, a revenge narrative, but it's not, completely uh you know all about that sometimes you think oh yeah he's doing this because this other lawyer is trying to screw all these old people out of money <laughs> you know what i mean uh and 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 admittedly he was the first one trying to screw them out of money at the at, at the at the first place but then you also get a sense that no he actually does care about them and actually wants to help them out and yes get paid while he's doing it but you know i <laughs> I understand wanting to get paid uh, uh, while helping people. I mean, I've worked in nonprofits all my life, uh, right? So I do get paid for helping people, but, you know, that's why I work in nonprofits, because I'd rather be in a job that uh, helps people than, you know, a job that I'm there mainly to make some other guy rich, (laughs) right? As soon as I'm there to make some other guys rich. No, 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 sorry. I'll go to a nonprofit. Yeah, I get paid less to do the same work, but... At least at the end of the day, <laughs> I can say that uh, at, at least I make a difference in somebody's life. You know, it might be small, but you know that that's for me, and that's you know once again hopeful person, right? Anyway, so if you kind of like, uh, you know, a slippery con man kind of story where the con man's kind of the good guy of the story and and the the center of it, and and you like to see. You know, lawyers behaving badly and you like to see elaborate cons and, (laughs) and, uh, sort of heist. There's a kind of a heist thing going on too. And you, you also just want to know more about the character Saul Goodman because you enjoyed Breaking Bad. I, I really highly recommend the series. I actually think for me, it was the better of the two. It was way more enjoyable from beginning to end. Whereas like Breaking Bad, it had this like, Part for me where it just kept going down And I'm just like why am I still watching this God it's like punishing to watch this You know uh, whereas Better Call Saul Yeah there was a little bit of times Where he felt a little punished for watching it But you generally enjoyed it uh, Generally you wanted to Go through it and you know If you know a lot about Albuquerque You'll have fun with that <laughs> Because there's a lot of Albuquerque in there Like I'd have to say the crater Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul He knows Albuquerque very well I mean, literally, I, I, you know, at one point I lived, uh, at a, at a house that actually had three meth labs. And I know this because we knew the undercover cop of the area. My, my friend was, I don't know. So I, I lived with a guy who was really into guns, like, uh, world war two battle rifles was really the specific kind of guns he was into, but you know, because it was kind of a shady neighborhood he'd love to sit there and clean all his guns on the front porch, right? <laughs> like, if he was, like, doing something with his guns, he was doing it on the front porch, which we never got robbed, to his credit. I don't think anyone was like, let's mess with that guy who owns all the guns. So anyways, we're going to the shooting range one time, and we're literally loading the car up with guns. I mean, <laughs> like, this is, like, militia-level uh, amount of guns, and a guy comes and just starts talking to my friend and they hit it off. Like they are thick as thieves uh, because they're both really into guns and they're just like chatting away about guns and all this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and eventually we learn, you know, that he's the undercover cop of the neighborhood and he's investigating some meth labs and he knew his stuff. I mean, he, he said one time, Hey, watch this address. Uh, uh, Yeah. Something's going down. And, And literally the next night, Huge bus, police cars everywhere on the street. And, of course, my friend uh, takes the, what, what was the, that seemed, the, the, the theme from the show Cops, you know, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Like, he starts blaring that from our house while they're, you know, taking down a Met lab. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways. Yeah, that's Albuquerque. Yeah, no, I, I remember walking home from school and hearing the, uh, the when I say school I say college, like UNM. I remember walking home from UNM and there's the seven eleven there. If anyone's been in that area, they know which one seven eleven I'm talking about. But there's a payphone there that drug deals are always going down. And I remember hearing them <laughs> walking by the seven eleven. Uh, so yeah, gunfire at night. You know, gunfire at night was kind of a regular occurrence in that neighborhood. But yeah, yeah, the guy knew Albuquerque. I give him credit. He knew he knew Albuquerque very well anyways uh thank you for listening tonight uh go ahead and check out better call saul it's on amazon we had to buy the last season uh all the other seasons we saw for free i forgot if it's because we had cable at the time or if it was on amc or or i forgot how we watched it but we had to buy the last season on amazon but well worth it good series all right have a good night thank you for listening